Hey, Scano Sego, Anigo, Bojo, Kwekwe, Tansi, and good morning and welcome to Moment of Truth. I'm your host, David Moses. You are listening to Element FM in Toronto and Ottawa. In Toronto at 106.5 and in Ottawa, 95.7 FM on your dial. And of course, you can listen anywhere across Canada if you download the Radio Canada app and uh, just type in 95.7 Element FM or 106.5 FM. Element FM, and uh, you can listen anywhere. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell everybody. Get them on board and get them listening. Welcome to the show. I'd like to welcome our guest today. And in part, you might say this is uh, part two or a repeat performance of this show. Uh, we've had this, uh, this guest on our show previously. Adriana Leo is with us today. She is a money navigator, an optimizer of the finances. And uh, she's going to be here to talk to us about a couple of things. And I can't think of a better way to introduce the show than to play this next song for you right now. Oh, yeah, the Beatles and money on Moment of Truth and Element FM. We all want money. Adriana, we all want money. I want some, too. So the best things in life are free, but money certainly does help. Money certainly does help. Money is a universal currency. That's all I call it. Mm. Before, we used to barter a cow for a girl or a daughter or whatever. <laughs> uh, or you trade your chickens, mm. uh, 10 chickens for something else. Yeah. That was the currency then. Yeah. Uh, now we have a universal currency. It's cash. Mm. And that is the standard of exchange. And unfortunately, it doesn't fall from the sky anymore. Well, mm. it never did really. Um, and you kind of have to figure out a way to go and get it and hang on to as much of it as you can. I think we could debate on what circle you're in if it falls from the sky. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I don't know. Just if it is falling from the sky, do not get the umbrella. Just let it fall. 1%, 10% of the population? Maybe? I tell you. Yeah. yeah. Those who have it, have it. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, so, you know, in your line of work, as I as I introduced you there, you call yourself a money navigator, right. an optimizer, and and you help people interact with funds. Yes, essentially, that's what I do. And their relationship with money. Mm-hmm. Now, our relationship with money is, yeah, you have a grin on your face. I, and, I do. <laughs> For some of us, it's like a bad date that never ends. <laughs> It's like, oh my goodness, you again. Oh my God, how do I get rid of this? Well, but, that's but, a yes. great way of putting that. Wow. Honestly, it's like, the, it's, it's like the one that you just can't get let go of sometimes. <laughs> but yes, it's how we relate to money mm-hmm. is going to determine what you're going to get out of it. Mm. And um, not all of us relate in the same way. And there are yep. lots of things that go into that. Yeah. Uh, some of it is what we, how we're brought up. Some of mm-hmm. it is what our expectations are. Some of us are dreamers and some of us aren't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we relate to that resource that is money different. It's okay. But we need to understand that, though. Mm -hmm. We do. What would you say uh, is the biggest mistake or the biggest uh, uh, error people make with money? Um, Based on the work that I do, Mm -hmm. the biggest mistake I've seen is that some people still think that it's just math. Mm -hmm. Some people think that succeeding with money comes down to addition and subtraction. And I found that it does not, because if that's all it was, more of us would be succeeding with money. We get tripped up Mm -hmm. by the emotional attachments that come with money. 
And that is where I see a lot of us uh, really self-sabotaging and not realizing it. Yeah, now that's an interesting point you said, the emotional attachment we yes. have to money. Yeah. So from from saying that, it really sounds like we need to detach ourselves from it. Absolutely. Money is just a tool. Mm. Is I said to somebody, have you ever seen a, a carpenter with his saw? The carpenter uses the saw. The carpenter never blames the saw for how it cuts the wood. Well, some of them do. <laughs> I don't know, me and these analogies this morning, some carpenters do, but the good ones know mm. that the, the, the saw is just as good as whoever's hand is holding it. Mm. So it's the same with money. Money has no moral value. Mm. Money has no emotional value. Mm -hmm. The energy, I know a lot of people talk about the energy of money, but mm. it's, it's what you bring to it. That's mm -hmm. how I look at sure. it. So we have to detach the emotional attachments that we have placed in money, as well as stop reading between the lines about what you think money can or cannot do. Or what do you think it means that you, if someone has money, you didn't see my air quotes, but I said <laughs> has money in air quotes because um, we start uh, we start making assumptions based on assumptions based on assumptions, and then we end up way off base and uh, we have no clue. So we need to look at money for what it is: a system of currency, uh, a system of exchange of value, and that's it. That's all. It's neither good or bad. It's not evil. It's not. Uh, none of the other things that we att um, attach to it. So you said a word in there. You, you talked about energy, and, and I've heard this term before, and I've seen it used many times in, in some of the things that I've been studying as well. Um, but, and we're doing this sort of right now in, in, in some ways. <laughs> yes. It, you know, you talk about detaching from money, but you also talk about, what we need to do around money, how we mm -hmm. need to approach money. And and what I hear coming through there is we need to do uh, an education for ourselves outside of money. Yes, absolutely. And and how we approach it so we become aware absolutely. of that. Um, it's essentially you need to first figure out what you want. What do you mean by that? Um, when we have one kick at the can that we call a life, mm. And when we were kids, we dreamed freely. Mm -hmm. uh, we mm -hmm. had, there were no holds or bars on us. Mm -hmm. We dreamed freely. We got older and some people started saying to us, you can't. Yeah. You won't, you will never. Mm. Uh, and we take all that in. Um, as we get older, we, we go to school, we study. Did we, you know my family, by the way? Oh my goodness. <laughs> if it was only yours, David. <laughs> Absolutely. Because I started to shrink when you said, you can't, you won't. You can't. And I was pointing my finger and he's like, back, yeah, right. backing up. Yes, I've been absolutely. here. I know this. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's very similar in a lot of our families, mm. actually. It's mm. a very similar uh, uh, rhetoric that we hear. Um, and we have all these, these negative um, impulses that come at us. Mm. So somewhere along the lines... We went to school. We probably didn't end up in the career that we studied for. We're not making the money that we once dreamed we were making. And we settle. We mm. stop dreaming. But I think we need to go back. What, what do you want out of this kick of the can that we call alive? And once you educate yourself on this is what I want, this is what I can do, these are some of our options, then you ask yourself, what resources do I need to make this happen? And you're going to find, um, inevitably, money is going to show up as one of those resources. Then you're going to ask yourself, what's the best application of that resource? Mm. But money is not the first. 
it's not the first question you ask. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be how much money can I make and then can mm. I create a life out of that. Right. It should be what life do I want and how do I get the resources I need to create that. Mm. Money becomes a secondary question, not the leading question. Right. So, you know, uh, uh, some of the uh, from your from your website, one of the words I wrote down was debt. Yes. Of course. Uh, and and then I wrote down a couple of other words. And I'm not sure if this one was on your website. Doubt. Yes. <laughs> Dead, Dead, doubt and doubt drama. Doubt and dread. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes. I should and, add and, that. And yes, drama. Money yes. drama. Actually, I call it my three Ds. Mm. The three Ds are debt, doubt and drama. Mm. And to be honest, debt is the biggest roadblock mm. standing in our way of getting to the life that we want. That's mm. the one in my practice that I've seen. It's it's the biggest yeah, hurdle. Sure. And everybody's staring at it. Mm. Just about everybody's staring at it. Even the multimillionaires are staring at sure. it. And we seem to just settle and say that, you know, it's okay. Mm. Um, but until we can leverage and manage and manage debt, debt is in control. We need to turn that around. You know, uh, uh, you know, when you say that, uh, um, life gets in the way, of course, right? Yes, we have absolutely. to live. We have to, we have to feel good about ourselves. We have to feel good about our daily lives. We can't mm-hmm. just, cause, like you said, stare at that doubt or debt nah. and, and live only for that. Yes. Uh, we, we have to enjoy ourselves. And I agree. And that means we have to spend some cash and we have yes. to do some things outside of the budget and uh, and enjoy ourselves. Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. In fact, when I work with my clients, a reward is an integral part of any cash flow plan that we create. Mm. You work hard, you hustle hard. A lot of people are sacrificing so much mm. to create the lives that they want, mm. but they f- we fail to reward ourselves for the good things that we've accomplished. A reward is absolutely required. And the only question I ask is, are you a sprinter or a marathoner? So depending on your personality, you will have rewards on a monthly basis, Mm. small hits Mm. that you can have Mm -hmm. uh, to keep you going. If you're a marathoner, you can probably just get a little splash and keep going. Um, But knowing who you are and how you relate to money is going to help you create a plan you can stick to and a plan that will work for you. So you have to have to, I can't say it enough, you have to reward yourself because you're working hard. And guess what? We're grown-ups. We're working hard for our money. We need to enjoy our money. Mm. It's, it's just that simple. Right. Um, when you were talking earlier, and I'll just throw this out there while I'm thinking about it. It's sure. not really related, but it's another song. We'll we're it. not going to play this song because we don't have it in the. But it's a song I remember hearing, and it's quite a, a funny uh, song. I hope I know and I it. Forget, I forget who the, the group is that did it, if I can think of it. But the song is, What Do You Want From Life? Mm, That's I don't the name think of the I song, know that one. And it's quite a humorous song. Oh, is it? Uh, yes. So if anybody wants to look that up, and I'm sorry, I cannot remember the name of the group. If it comes to me, I'll let you know. Um, now, the other thing, as we were talking there, as, as you were talking, I wrote down, you know, even though we have this, you're talking about this relationship, we have to have this standoff relationship with, with money and, and, and funds and how we approach it. We have to educate ourselves and about awareness and how we make sure we're, we're, we are aware of this. We right. can't just go into it without having this awareness. Right. Uh, the other thing that, that I wrote down was, you know, we, we talked also about uh, celebrating ourselves and, and having rewards, as you mentioned. But 
the world we live in Mm -hmm. also has a huge impact. The outside influence that we are bombarded with. True. You know? I had a a client uh, send me a text message during Black Friday. And the text message, mm. I, I don't have it up here, but essentially it was, help me. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it was Black Friday. All the deals yeah. were up, I yeah. think, from the Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, help me. I really, really want to go and spend something. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have to buy right. something. Right. Everything's on sale. Yeah. So I texted her back and I said to her, um, let's call her Sue. I said, Sue, actually... It's just Friday. Mm-hmm. There's nothing black about right. it. Um, and that day, to thank, thankfully, that day it was nice and sunny. So I said, it's actually a beautiful, bright Friday. There's nothing black about it. So I know that there are outside influences mm-hmm. that... And they deliberately... Very, very well. Very well. There is a machine yeah. dedicated right. to having consumers spend money. Yep. Right? It's they don't ask you any questions. That's business it. Business wants to make it as easy as possible for you, for to, you to spend, spend your money. And believe it or not, the financial institutions help you. Yeah. They want you. They right. increase your credit limits. Yep. And, and they give you more rope. Right. Hoping that you will. <laughs> I won't finish that <laughs> There sentence. you go. Okay. <laughs> I'll stop with the analogies today. <laughs> but yeah, there's a machine out there that's mm-hmm. dedicated to making it as easy as possible for us yep. to spend money. Yeah. Um, However, if we come back to the fact that what do we want uh, and then we gather the resources, then we can be back on track mm. because it's okay to have all the million other voices telling us what's there. Yeah. But if we come back to what do I want, how important is this to me? It's a very easy way to bring the focus back to mm. your point, to, mm-hmm. to center it back on you and not be driven by other people telling mm. you mm. what you want. Right. Um, it's not always easy. I can no. tell you that. Yeah. But it's definitely doable. And it gets simpler the more often we do it. Right. Yeah. Um, and just a point um, is, you know, this this Black Friday. Oh, my. Uh, which you came out of the States. It's not even. It's not even ours. Know, Canadian uh, thing, but it's been adopted. Um, and I'm not sure how many people understand what Black Friday is. Well, and it's, again, driven by the retailers <laughs> who want to get out of the red and into the black. Well, and that's what I heard, that that was the first day they are in the black. Typically that's in why the whole year. Yeah. Yes, and that's why it's called Black Friday. Yeah. Um, but they're giving us deals mm-hmm. so that they can be in the black, Right. which was the other part of right. my message to my, my client. <laughs> I finished off by saying, by the way, yeah. if you go out shopping, you will not be in the black. Mm-hmm. your day will be very, very red Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. she was already operating at a deficit. Yes. So there are ways that we, you can almost trick yourself, mm. uh, play the mind games on yourself to mm. your benefit mm. instead of having other people play those mind games on you. So it's Black Friday, no. If you go shopping, it'll be Red Friday. Do you want Red Friday? No. No Red Friday. Stop it. Put away the cards. <laughs> Sit down. Put on Netflix. You've already paid for it. Watch something. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, right? We need yeah. to play our own mind sure. games for our benefit. And you know, you you just you just um, uh, said said a few words in a very a stern manner, mm-hmm. which I believe is crucial because I think that's part of what you do. You that help is. people be that voice of reason in terms of saying, "Look, get yourself back on track here. You know, yes. bring yourself back down." 
um, and, and, and understand what's really going on. And you yeah. help people give that. And that's what we also sometimes need is we yeah. need that help, Definitely. that outside help to look at things in that, in that Definitely. way. Definitely. I, I say to them, sometimes I'm putting out fires. Other mm. times I'm lighting fires because mm. I light fires under your dreams. Mm. That what you're going to have to do to correct some of the behaviors and, and some of the things that have shown up, yep. you're going to need a, a, another force that is even more compelling than the negative habit that you have already created. You need something that'll drive you, that you want just as much. It's almost like fighting an addiction and believe it or not, spending frivolously or Mm. attachment to status or that societal stuff it's it's very much an addiction yeah and you have to fight that by driving something else that is just as compelling if not more so okay so that's an interesting uh comment you just made i, I i'd like to to ask your your um your comment on this so what what about the difference of buying quality versus either quantity or for something that is maybe less expensive right because there is a difference yes uh you might get something you might pay more for something but right. it might last you five ten times as long or you might get that much more uh, uh longevity out of it absolutely so how do you approach that with your clients quality first for mm. sure but i don't think our and our understanding of quality seems to be attached to a price point. Yeah. And quality is not always right. denoted mm-hmm. by a price point. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for a good sturdy pair of shoes, mm-hmm. you're in the store. It could be the bargain basement store, mm-hmm. but you're checking. I used to go shopping with my mom for shoes and she used to gently pull the sole away from the shoe to see how well it's glued. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. Um, she uh, back then there used to, they, they used to sew some of the soles on the especially mm. the good leather ones. Mm-hmm. That's what she would be testing. She's not looking at how much it is. She's looking first at sure. is this a good shoe? Mm-hmm. And the same thing applies when we're looking for quality. I've seen toilets that sing. Sorry? Okay, I've seen toilets that sing and light up. I'm <laughs> okay. serious. LED lights, um, okay. and they uh, they've got warm water. Mm. And they've got all the bells and whistles. They sell for thousands of dollars. And some people think, oh, it must be good if it's thousands of dollars. But do you need your toilet to sing? I don't need to be <laughs> serenaded. <laughs> right? And some people think, oh, it, it's, it's good because it costs nine grand. No. You need a toilet with good hardware that will flush when you need it to flush <laughs> and it needs to stop collecting water when you need it to stop and that's simple you go to the hardware store you lift the lid on that thing and you just take a look at the chain you mm. take a look at the little ball in the bottom mm. and you make sure it's a sturdy ceramic that doesn't have to cost you a thousand dollars i think quality yes mm-hmm. but we have to properly define what that quality is and of course we we also have uh, another way of of looking uh for for research when we want to buy things and that yes. is the internet because yes. you can get some you get some great comments from people that yes. have that have bought things uh that you're looking at before you can always That's research right. that way before you go and yes make that you decision. can make sure that they're not uh, reviewers that yes. have been planted yes but generally speaking even the ones with the reviewers they they kind of get, I guess, 
evened out mm. because you will get input from other people who have used the product mm -hmm. and eventually the ones that are planted kind of get pushed to the back and you get the real information about the product so by all means do the research we don't have to walk into the stores anymore mm. you can trust some of those reviews sites up uh, that are out there now uh, well we have to pause there um, for for the cause, you might say, as Why you were not? talking about. After all, nothing. We free. don't want this show to go down the drain or down the toilet, <laughs> so we do need to take a break. <laughs> and we'll come right back with Hadriana Leo on Moment of Truth right after this. Welcome back to Moment of Truth. I'm your host, David Moses. You're listening to Element FM. Our guest today on the show is a, a repeat uh, guest that we've had. Hadriana Leo is a money navigator. I like that choice of words. Uh, I really think it, uh, it it allows you to think about uh, your your uh, your approach to money in a different way, and how she approaches that relationship with you and your money, and how she might be able to help you. But she's here today uh, to talk to us about uh, different things, and we've been talking about relationship to money, and you know, money is a is a funny thing. Uh, that relationship, uh, you know, how we carry debt. How we uh, how we dread that mm -hmm. relationship, yeah. perhaps, um, and the influences that that uh, also uh, impact our relationship with money and how we approach that. We talked about our upbringing in terms of how that affects our relationship with money, and uh, and are we doing well at uh, looking uh, as as Hadriana pointed out. Uh, money uh, and can I? How do I make lots of money? Is not the first question you should be asking yourself about. Uh, trying to achieve your goals. And uh, we, we talked about that. It's about what is the life I want to live? What That's is it right. that I want to achieve? Yep. And then how do I go about doing that? And how, how do I need to approach that? When you were on the show last time, mm -hmm. Adriana, we talked about budgeting and, and how we need to approach budgeting. And, and we talked about, if possible, you know, once you get your paycheck, that you should be, and I, and I said, you know, I gave you an example of putting 10% of that aside for right. investing or, or that you sh use for yourself. Yes. And um, and you said, and you made a, a very good point. You said, if possible. Yes. Because it isn't always possible it for isn't. people to do that. It is. And sometimes it's do your best. Mm. Do your best. Um, I believe you should always put something away, mm. uh, even if it's. $25, $50, something should be going away towards you, your future. Mm. Um, we don't get to work into our 70s, 80s. Uh, there's going to come a time when, whether you choose to or not, you don't, you're not working and earning an income as you did before. So I believe having a, a solid savings habit is a great first step in creating any cash flow plans. I call budgets cash flow plans typically mm -hmm. because, well, people hate the word budgets. Over the years, it's uh, I, I had a man say to me, I, I'm not letting anybody put handcuffs on me. And I'm like, whoa, 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 it's okay. Um, but cash flow plans need to reflect what your priorities are. Mm. And I believe your future should be a, a, a top priority. Mm. So even if... Your current situation says you can't put away 10%, put five, mm. put two and a half, put something away so that the habit is maintained. Uh, and then as you earn more or as opportunities come around, you can do better. You can mm. do more. How would you say that uh, from your experience, how is the general population doing 
in terms of planning for that future, planning oh for that retirement? Yeah, it's uh, it's scary mm. in that, for one thing, we still seem to think we're invincible. Mm. We are all living longer. Mm. And whether you choose to or not, we are being fired from our lovely corporate jobs. Mm. And many jobs now do not have the pension plans that they did years ago. Uh, If you are blessed enough to have a pension, perhaps it's a defined benefit, which is different from a defined, uh, sorry, it's a defined contribution as as opposed to a defined benefit, Mm. which it used to be before. So really, you can't even bet on what life's going to be like based on what's work, what's happening at your place of work. Right. We have to take into our own hands yes. our retirement funding and not just putting money away, again, asking yourself, what kind of life do you want to live in retirement? Mm. Because those cruises don't pay for themselves. They come at a cost. Right. Um, and the cruise would be in addition to. Mm. So it's uh, it's not as if you're going to, rent your house, you do have that as an option. But many people who are retired, they don't want to rent their house while they're out traipsing the the Mm. globe. They want to come back to their own place. Um, So yeah, we have to fund our retirement ourselves. Mm. We can no longer depend on annuities or pension plans. We need to get in there. And Mm. we're not doing very well. Mm. It's scary. Then what will that mean? (laughs) That means that we're very, very, very heavily dependent on policy. That means a lot of people are at greatly reduced incomes when they come to retirement, a lot less than they anticipated. Mm. And they are now looking with hands out Mm. to governments and uh, charitable agencies uh, to assist them to maintain their way of life. Um, And that, I think, is it's sad. Um, But I, I often ask, I wonder if the person... I said this to my children one time. You have to respect the greeter that you see at Walmart. Mm. I don't know if it's their choice to be there, but they're doing respectable work and you need to be respectable to them. Right. But the truth is, if they had a choice, Mm. would they be doing that? I do Mm. know some people who do it because they want the social interaction. Mm -hmm. But are we planning well enough so that we're we're doing things because we choose to and not because right. we have to. Right. Right. So uh, you mentioned policy and, uh, and government. So that uh, oh, yeah. leads us into today. Today <laughs> there's a budget coming down. Oh, my. Yes. And I know we didn't want you didn't want to get into to politics and things. But uh, do you have a do you have a, a comment on on why it is important for us to pay attention to to you know, budgets, like well, the, the ones coming down today. Just especially with the climate where we're not prepared, either for retirement or for the financial situations we may end up in, if at any point we're going to have our hands out for grants mm. or assistance, financial assistance from the government, we need to know what's going on. How are they funding these grants? Mm. Are they reducing funding? Um, right now, parents with autistic children are... They are in an uproar. They don't know yeah. what to do right. um, because the funding that already was so difficult to get is now being reduced even further. How are you going to make make it? Mm. How are you going to figure things out when you really have no control about what the government's thinking, what they're doing, how they're applying um, the the funds that they have in, in their coffers? We mm. have very little control. But I'm... I'll tell you, this is the only political statement I'll make. Vote your cause. Mm. 
it's so essential that we use the privilege that we have to vote. We really, really, really have to do that. The things that are important to you, we need to listen. We need to listen not with partisan ears. We need to listen with ears that that decipher, uh, take out all of the other riffraff that's going on, all of the fancy stuff. Mm. And we really need to vote the causes that matter to us, the things that are important to our neighbors, to our families, uh, to the country. And we need to vote accordingly. I'm not saying to vote one way or another, mm-hmm. but knowing what is important to you for the financial well-being of your family, you need to pay attention to that. And the budget's going to come down and it will impact families. Mm. We need to know. Yeah, we, we talked uh, a little bit before the show started in terms of, and I know this from my own experience, in terms of of, of having my, my a business mm-hmm. on, a, on, a, on a community, a First Nation community, and dealing with organizations... Um, where uh, I was uh, doing some work with them. And, of course, you know, those organizations in, in many cases are, are funded through government, yes. you know, uh, money. And, um, and their budgets then affect your budget because right. if they have restrictions, it's going to affect it. It's a trickle down. That's right. Absolutely. So it does have an effect uh, and, and it can affect that because you might be a, uh, in a business where you're offering, uh, you know, X, X kind of work. And you, this this company wants something, uh, your service, mm-hmm. and they uh, ask you to do such and such, right. and you come back with with uh, you know an estimate which is maybe I don't know two three times larger than they can actually afford. Right. But uh, they're restricted by what they can actually. It's it's not like a private business. That's they right. they are only given X amount of dollars. That's so then it, what do you all. do with that? That's right. You know, do you say, well, thanks anyway, or do you say, you know what, I, I want to help you, I want to work with you, and I need the money too, yes, right? So it, it trickles down. Yeah. It certainly does. I think a lot of uh, families were impacted, I think, with some recent changes, I think in the last year or two, where the um, the energy rebate for um, improvements to your home mm. that would make it more energy efficient, right. that was taken away. Yeah. Uh, a lot of contractors <clears throat> felt the hit because uh, people who had work planned mm. could no longer do it. Right. Um, and a lot of homeowners uh, felt the hit because things that they wanted to do, they no longer could do uh, because they were not able to do the project without the assistance or the anticipation of some sort of rebate coming back to them. I highly, highly recommend as much as possible if we can create a plan for our financial lives that operates outside of government assistance. Mm, mm. I know it's not every situation that that can be done, but as much, as much as you can Create your cash flow plans with no anticipation of government assistance. Mm. Those are the ones that you can carry. Right. Uh, and also create some flexibility in the plan so that if hydro rates go up mm. or if um, there's a, a change to some sort of calculation of mm. income taxes or what have you, that you have enough flexibility that an extra $20, $30 here or there shouldn't break anything. Right. It should you should still be able to maneuver. You can you still have the right to complain and you still have the right to vote your cause, <laughs> believe me. But we want to make it so that we're not our financial well-being mm. is not coming to us on account of 
whoever might be in par- in, right. in power at that time right. that's that's dangerous mm. right so you know you mentioned a couple of things that 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 stuck out with me one is uh change and mm. change will happen yes um your situation may change your employee or employer may uh downsize may change things you don't know what's nope. going to happen but i think what you're to some degree what you're saying is is uh, try not to to rely and put all your eggs in in one complete basket. Just plan yep. Yep. for change because Absolutely. change is going to happen at some point. It certainly um, will. And and I know that from from my own experience. I thought I was going to be working somewhere, uh, and I was looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. And then the company tanked. Oh my! And uh, and that happened twice. So I thought, well, I guess I can't rely on on putting my my dreams in someone else's hands anymore. That's right. You have to take that on. And even if you're still working nine to five, you still have some power. You still have some control in mm-hmm. that situation um, to ensure that you're never totally dependent on some other entity to feed you. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I, there's a, there's a, this man I know he had a, he had a job and he's very vocal with his discontentment at this place. And he said to me, do you see these two hands? These two hands can work. So I'm never afraid to say what I need to say <laughs> because if they're not going to give me a job, <laughs> I can work, right? <laughs> nice. So uh, we don't all have those kinds of working hands, yeah. but certainly we have options. Yeah. And making sure we're aware of those options mm-hmm. is essential. And nurturing the options, right. even while you're doing your yeah. regular thing, nurture those options, never really let them die so that if at any time you have to call on them, you can do that. You know, uh as you were as you were saying that and talking about this man and see these hands <laughs> i can i can do this if they don't want me i can go somewhere else i think this is it's an interesting uh, thing that 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 brings up and i think a lot of people do this to some degree they put all the power in someone else's hands like can you imagine? this guy was saying i'm not giving you all the power mm-hmm. that really changes your whole approach to things as absolutely well. because now we're not afraid that we'll lose our job. Mm. All of a sudden, you get to say the right things. You get to do the right things without fear that you lose your job. Yes, your circumstances mm-hmm. may change, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Yep. Um, but we get to be our authentic selves yep. in every space yep. because we have those alternatives. We have those options mm-hmm. and we keep those open. We have to be able to do that. And, you know, uh, the other thing, if I can just say this. Um, there's there's always uh, when there's a loss when there's a change when when you find yourself out of work yes. without without knowing and and you didn't plan for it it's it's out of your hands it's never the end of the world it, it, something is. else is going to come up you, you know you're going to rebound does. I mean, yes happened to me so I, I you know you'd say that with, with yeah seriously it's happened to me I remember when I I was a traditional financial advisor mm. I had clients I managed a book with uh, some other advisors and knowing that. I had this conversation with what on earth is going on. How mm. is it that ABC is in control and I'm mm. not? Mm. I uh, I did the most amazing thing and I quit my job. Mm. I left and mm. I gave up. I gave up the licenses that I'd had for years. I gave up on a, a certain code of uh, of. Um, I I knew what was coming. Mm. I knew this inside and out, and I walked away from it because I knew there was more. Mm. And I built the parachute on my way out. I jumped because I knew there was something right. better, yeah. and I built it. Not everyone is cut out to do that. Right. 
But uh, for those clients of mine who want to walk that journey with me, we delve into purpose. Mm. And if you can be so blessed to have identified your purpose, your money will flow if you're walking in your purpose. Mm. That's a whole other radio show. Mm. Um, But definitely step into who you are what you want your life to be and where you want it to go mm. and create that using the resources around you. Okay, nicely said. And we have a purpose at the moment, and that is to take another break. No problem. And we're going to take this pause, and we're going to go right into our next song, which is going to tell us what we're going to be talking about when we come back after the break and after this next song, right right here on Element FM. Welcome back to Moment of Truth on Element FM. You are listening in Toronto and Ottawa, in Ottawa at 95.7, and in Toronto at 106.5 FM, and of course, you can also listen anywhere across Canada on the radio. Radio Canada app. Download the app and type in 95.7 ELMNTFM or 106.5 ELMNTFM and you can listen right across the country anywhere. We just heard the Beatles. That was the second Beatles song we played mm-hmm. today. It just happens they had a couple of money songs, which yeah. I thought was uh, interesting that we should uh, play. And yes, that was Tax Man. I wonder if that guitar solo was taxed, by the way. Probably in that was. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, it's coming up to tax time. So yeah. I thought it was a, a you know maybe a, an interesting song to to uh, to play for us uh, in, in this in this time. So uh, Adriana, how, what can you what advice can you give to people uh, at this time of year? Uh, a lot of people dread tax time. Yeah, they dread trying to get all that stuff put together. Right. Um, I'm a I'm a big proponent of tax planning, yes. not just tax preparation. Mm. Um, and for me, right now, how I'm using my money is in preparation for the taxes that I will be putting together mm. in 2020. Mm-hmm. So if I've, honest to goodness, if you're now trying to think of a tax strategy with your tax person mm-hmm. for this year's filing, we're really late. Mm. We're more than late. Mm. Instead, anticipate what you want your tax preparation to look like in 2020. What do you mean by that? So how you live 2019, Mm. how we spend, how we use money in 2019 is going to create a tax filing for 2020. What do you want that to look like? So a lot of people love getting refunds. Mm -hmm. I used to as well. Um, and most people, some of some people get, some people don't depending on dependents and all that, that stuff. Imagine giving the government money and saying to them, just hang on to that, you know, I will, I'll collect it in April Mm. and you can keep anything I forgot to to mention, you know, and you you don't have to pay me any interest. (laughs) That's what we do every year Mm. uh, when we actually get a tax refund. Mm. We have overpaid our taxes. That's essentially Mm. what that is. Um, And the government is giving it back to us only what we ask for. And that comes down to whether you have a, a good tax professional or not. Okay. I was going to ask you what, what you meant by that because yes. that was kind of a loaded question or answer that you yes. just gave there. So, okay. Definitely. So, I would say right now, make sure you have a trusted professional accountant who is working on your taxes. Mm. I do not like the shysters. There are those people who make everybody think they're going to get $10,000 back. That's not right. 
you are not to cheat the system, mm. but a proper professional accountant will allow you to, if if the line for your taxes is here, mm. they will allow you to come all the way up to the line to get yeah. everything you possibly yeah. are due right. and never cross the line. And, and that's, I believe, written in the, in the policy. You're, you're, you are entitled to Absolutely. apply and get everything you, are, you should be paying, but everything that's that right. you are not entitled to, you should be getting back. You should. So the other side of this are those fly-by-night tax prepare uh, tax preparers who just gather whatever you give them and they throw that in as a report they may not know the questions to ask mm. they may not know what stones to um to take up and mm. and seek more information mm. or or ask more for more information so take the time invest in a professional to do your taxes mm. so that you can come out of that first on the right side of the law yeah um, and then you can come out of it knowing that you've done everything you mm. could do mm-hmm. and you're getting your largest uh, right. refund possible. Um, and please do your taxes. You don't know how many clients I've worked with who have two, three, four years of back taxes that are not done. We are shooting ourselves in the foot when we do that. Sure. Because our eligibility for a lot of grants, uh, some subsidies, um, some help from Mr. T- Mr. Taxman. We when we don't do the taxes, we don't qualify. We don't know that we can. Mm. Um, so we have to do it. Right. In fact, my 14 year old gets to do a little work, and she got a T4, so mm. sh- she will be filing taxes sure. this year. She's 14. Mm. Um, I think we need to get in that habit and understand. At the end of the day, our taxes fund the life that we that we live mm. the infrastructure that's going up around us mm. uh the health care that we're so proud of as as uh, canadians and in ontario um a lot of the services that get provided to us our libraries our teachers our education system these are funded by our taxes so it's not as if people are stealing from you it is our civil responsibility to do this and when we do it well Everybody wins. When it's not done well or it's not done, then we all get slighted. So Mm. let's get it done. Let's Mm. do it. And uh, finding that professional, I think, is key. You know, you mentioned people that that may not have done their uh, their taxes for two or three years. Does that reflect on someone's financial history somehow? Does it, it, can it show up on their, you know, if they want to get a loan or something? I mean, do do you know if that? It it doesn't that you have not filed. It does not. Mm. But if you are looking for a mortgage right. or if there's a lien against you, mm. I mean, you're right. going to need your notice of assessment mm. uh, right. to right. satisfy right. your employment and right. what have you, your income. Um, if you don't have that, mm. where are we going? Right. right? So right. these are these are essential yeah. to some of the big ticket items that right. you're going to want to use or, or have access to. So definitely do it. It won't show up on your credit report. Yeah. Um, but definitely if you owe the government and you have not paid them, they will start taking it right out of your income right. before you even see it. Yeah. So you want to play nice with them, mm-hmm. definitely. But like a, uh, I, have a, I have an accountant friend who's like, the CRA is not your friend, but you do have to be nice to them. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely we need a professional who can guide us through yeah. this uh, so that everybody comes out as a winner in the end. 
and, and those rules change as well. Oh like my you say, goodness! Year to year, so you do need a professional that's on top of things. For absolutely, you. I remember just uh, yesterday, I ha- I have a contractor, a subcontractor who just puts my receipts together, the mm. the hard copy ones. And I remember I pulled out. Uh, I think it was uh, I paid for something for the children. I'm like, once upon a time, I would have had to use this. Not mm. maybe two, three years ago. Right. Because the children had a, an activity credit mm-hmm. uh, and you had to show proof that they were right. in sports or what have yep. you. It's done away with as of the last, I think, last two or three years. So you no longer have to, to show that everything got bundled up into one one um, one credit. So things change from one administration to another, from one budget report to another. They right. do change. And a professional, it's their job to stay on top of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what about you? You mentioned real estate earlier when we were talking off the air. Mm-hmm. Um, how does your work in, in intertwine with real estate issues? Right. So a lot of clients that I work with, uh, one of their big dreams is to own real estate, mm. uh, whether as a primary residence or as an investment. And it's a big deal. It's probably one of, if not the largest purchase that we'll make in our lifetime. It's also the one that seems to be the most scary, the Mm. most daunting Mm. because of the down payment Mm. and, you know, the ongoing cost of maintaining a home. So I deal with uh, real estate a lot um, and I try to garner all of the professionals who have that knowledge so I can pass it on to my clients Real estate will, at the end of the day, you want a home to live in. Mm -hmm. You want a home to live in, that's what you're buying. If you're looking for an investment property, that's a different set of criteria that you're going to look at. And again, government policy impacts the Mm. two. If Mm. you're looking for a home, it's viewed differently from an investment property. Um, And sometimes you're living in your investment property. There are are ways uh, to go around that and deal with that. But it's good to know. And the more information, we're back to education, the more information we can gather about what we want our lives to look like, mm. the better we are positioned to actually make that a reality. Mm. Good points. Good points. Um, so, we, you know, we're getting close to the end of the show, mm-hmm. but um, we still have some time left. Uh, you talked about cash flow. Mm-hmm. Um, and talked about investing. Yes. Um, do you want to elaborate on those two things? Sure, absolutely. Um, at, there's there's two ways to to have money at your disposal. You'll work for it, or mm-hmm. it can work for you. Mm. So we're gonna work. We're gonna earn, mm-hmm. and the more you work, the more you earn. But then, and that's I'd, your cash flow that you're talking about. Well, yeah, cash flow. Yeah. I, I'm looking at cash flow as the ebb and flow of money through mm. you. So mm-hmm. it's coming, it's going, it's mm-hmm. coming, it's going. At some point, though, if you really want to leverage money, you're going to have to have money work for you and uh, kind of multiply itself so that you're not always working and creating it. And that's where the investing comes in. Um, A lot of times when you say investing, people automatically think stock market. Mm. There are other ways to experience investing without it necessarily having to be the stock market. I have nothing against it. Um, but there are small pockets where people with a little less money can have access to investment opportunities. Uh, for example, 
if uh, there's a house that's available for to be purchased, mm. you may not have the full down payment yourself. Right. Create a partnership. Three or four people can come together, create a, a corporation essentially that will host that house, it'll mm. own that house, and right right away you have given yourself a seat at the real estate investment table, whereas you couldn't do it alone. That is one step. And from that step, your money is now making money. Mm. And what happens is now you you no longer have to be earning the money to invest anymore. The money that your money is making can mm. be used to reinvest. Right. And it's a wonderful thing once you start doing it because that's what the big guys do. Right, exactly. That's what the big guys do. Yep. They leverage. Yep. Sometimes they even borrow mm-hmm. in order for them to right. have access to that. I do the not recommend of, of them it. borrowing is offset by what they're exactly. Making. And these are the kinds of conversations we need to have. The little guys, people like you and me, David, we can create a seat for ourselves at the investment table mm-hmm. because when we listen enough, when we learn enough, when we tune in ourselves into some of the conversations happening at the bigwigs table, we can now understand how they do it. And now we create tiny little micro microcosms of that exact same huge dimension. We create small ones and we work our way through there. Uh, there's venture capitalism. Mm. I, uh, when I do, uh, I do this with my elementary students, um, I have them play Dragon's Den. Oh, yeah. I have them, I have some are dragons and some are presenters. And I always say to them, you all are dragons. Every last one of us is a dragon, mm. whether we're participating right. in the stock market right. or we're helping a small business to leverage. Mm. We're helping a small business to grow. Mm. We can participate in that kind of investment opportunity. We just need to stop looking at all what the big guys are doing. Right. Understand why they're doing what they're doing right. and then apply that in yeah. our small yep. c- uh, circles yeah. and we make it work. Yeah. We're investors and right. our money's working for us. Return on investment, ROI. Oh, yeah. Um, is it all about that? It can't be. But certainly if you're in business, you're in business to make money. There's a difference between like the house you live in and the house you're investing in. Mm -hmm. Two different things. And uh, there are two different drivers, right? The house you're living in, you want to be comfortable in. Your first priority is safety and comfort and all of that. The house you're investing in, it's not a hobby and you're not a charity. You need to make money. Mm. So yes, ROI has to be considered. Mm. Now, as you were talking about real estate, I remember hearing... uh, Somebody say this uh, some time ago. Uh, he said, "You don't wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and, and wait. wait." That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, I caution people to not have it all in real estate. Uh, you do need to have some diversity, uh, so that when the winds are beating down on real estate, you have something else that, if you do need liquidity, you mm. can go to that. Mm. Um, so diversifying is definitely highly recommended, but real estate is age old. I mean, for yeah. as long as we've been around, yeah. properties have um, have appreciated and they've done so well. Um, it's definitely something to consider if we can get into. Great. Well, Hadriana, it's been great having you on the show once again today. Thank you Our so much. Our time is up, but it's been great having you here. We look forward to having you back on again. Thank you. And uh, um, yeah, it's just wonderful that you're able to share this information and knowledge with us. 
Hadriana Leo. You can uh, reach her at hadrianaleo.com. So you can That's check right. her out if you want to get some more information from her. Once again, you're listening to Element FM. I'm David Moses, the host of Moment of Truth. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to next time. Thank you.